Hello, hello, hello. This is Jessica Kupferman. Welcome to She Podcasts. I am here with my green co-host today, Elsie Escobar, and I don't mean that in the ecological sense. <laughs> <laughs> but she's uh, she's rather green today. For I am some rather reason. green. The entire my entire pallor is very Sickly. pale. <laughs> yeah, but then look at no. my ceiling though. The, even the ceiling and the walls in the back look green. I mean, so my stuff always looks yellow. As Kermit the Frog said, "It's not easy being green." <laughs> True. Right. John Jamingo, our producer, is the only one that has the, the colors balanced so that he looks like a normal person. Like, I'm in half a You're shadow. Correct. Whatever. Yeah. That's because we're not here to do video. We're here to amuse you with our linguistics. Yeah, we are. So off we go. How is life in quarantine for you guys? Pretty good. Yeah, I really don't see a whole lot of different. I mean, the only thing I'm having a problem with is finding groceries. Yeah, that's about it. I ventured out. Oh, did you? What'd you do? I I had to because there were no more grocery windows, and I was having a problem getting groceries, and Uh, I have a little boy. So, Did you wear a mask? I I wore a mask and gloves, and the mask was absolutely intolerable. So the next time I went, I did a bandana because I can't wear them. I mean, I was like sweating. It was hot in there. All you can smell is your own breath. Like It's revolting. The whole thing of the mask is revolting. Can you imagine, though? Think about that, though, Jess. I mean, being a a worker and having to do this all day, every day. It's all I could think about was like being a nurse or a doctor or even at the front fucking desk. Right. Having to wear one of those all day long. My God, I don't know if I could do it. It's awful. My one daughter works at Amazon and she's got to wear a mask like that all day long and they're hustling. And she's the first time she put it on and she had to work through it. She got lightheaded because she wasn't used to it. I was very close to vomiting in the mask several times. It was really gross. It's disgusting. Today, I came up with a perfect analogy for what I feel during this quarantine. It's like having PMS, but like none of the symptoms. You just... So in other words, like, I don't have cramps. I don't have a headache. I don't feel bloated. Oh, I see. But the symptom is... the. I mean, the the key symptom of PMS is the overall feeling that you want of, to kill everyone. You want to kill everyone. Yeah, that that there's that overall feeling of like, do not touch me. I'm really like, just a little something's going to push me over the edge. Either Anything. make me cry Anything. or make me scream at you. Yeah. So, I mean, that is actually the symptom. I was complaining that I had too much to do. So Scott very generously was like, I'll watch them all day Sunday and Monday for you so you can get all the work done you need to get done. And I was like, oh my God, that's so awesome. But honestly, it's not awesome because... I'm micromanaging what they're doing because I want them to be engaged and interactive and go outside and have exercise. And so I can't focus because I hear Isaac like, what can we do, dad? What can we do, dad? Or I, or I hear Scott like, here, I just have to do this one thing on my computer and then we can, which is the same shit I do, but because someone else is doing it, like it's making me twitch, you know, because I've got that internal PMS happening 24 seven. Hmm. I can't win. See, that's a perfect example of what I was going to say is that women get PMS, but men suffer from it because poor Scott, he says, listen, I will take Scott or Isaac off your hands and you just do what you do. And no, you can't do that. You have to like listen and see if he's doing it right. Pay attention. Stay in your lane and you'd be fine. But I don't think it's a male-female thing because my other half is is just – 
So one of the reasons that I, yeah, what we've talked about this before. Like the thing is, it's like, what's so lovely is that we have these two houses now. So I have my big house and then we have the tiny, tiny house we used to live in, which is his office. And so he goes to the office all day, which is the other house. And well, isn't that convenient? Right. I know. But whenever he comes back, wait, hold on one second. Let me finish. I got questions. Get out the can of whoop ass. When he comes, saving it for someone. No, no, no. When he comes back into the house, (laughs) all I can do is wish him out. So it's the best. I get that. You know what I mean? It's the best thing. Yeah, because it's like because I can get. I it's my place. I mean, yeah, the girl. The thing is, I'm in a position here where the girls can, for the most part, for the most part deal with themselves and they have and they and they have each other which is and they have each other and it's great and and they've been following direction and and i'm not saying as you know jess i have been complaining to you like constantly there was a point there where i was like jessica you need to get on the phone with may today because she i'm about to murder her like i just couldn't i couldn't but that said though like reaching out to my significant other would not have helped anything like that would have just escalated even if more. anything, he would have he would have said something that made you defensive. Well, not me defensive. Like it would have just caused the entire household to be in an unemotional mess. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the, what I'm saying to you is that even like that part of it, where it's like when he's away, it's like oh my god, that feels so great because the minute he comes in the house, I start to go, oh no. What is he going to look at right now? And like, this hasn't been done or they're doing this or they're doing that. Or like the girls didn't do something or I need to do something I forgot or I, you know, something like that where I'm My just God, like, you are him. And so then I'm so like, forget it. I don't, <laughs> Fuck. I don't. So then like when he comes in, I, everybody knows what's going on and I am in a happy place because I don't know what would happen if we had to be in the house at the same time. I don't know what would happen. I just I can't want, handle it. I mean, it, but the difference is you get along with your girls. Whereas, like, like it, imagine if your girls were constantly asking for just him, and then you have time alone with them, and then all you do is turn on the television and look at a computer. Imagine how angry oh, he would okay. be. Well, yeah, so he, like, and he does. I mean, there's a lot of that that happens too, where it's like only they do like you though. Like, I'm not saying oh, yeah. Isaac doesn't like him. He does, of course, right, he likes right. him. They love each other, but it's just, but it's just, you know, he's very active, and I think Scott feels like from the get go he can't do anything, so he doesn't really try right. to like get, you know. And, and he's like, "What should I do with him?" It took him, you know, breakfast was an hour. Then he had to go to the bathroom. Then he was looking on his computer, and I was like, I just texted him. I was like, "Do a scavenger hunt. Do a poem." Here's a here's an activity for the letter P. It was like five things. I was like, plus there's a book in the family room with 150 screen free activities for children. Right, but that's like I think think part of it is that he needs to find like there is no way that I could send a list like that to Rand. Like there's no way. I wasn't because going he has to, his, his like, own list. Do do do. What should we do today? Do 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 do. Yeah, like, no, he doesn't ask for that. Before. He has his own list. Like he's got his own list of all the things that he, you know, we're planting potatoes and doing the potatoes has been. That's what his job with them is. And and watering the potatoes every day. That's his job with Daddy. That's what they do. Speaking of watering potatoes, I've been very <laughs> seriously considering starting my own vegetable garden. But we have lots of animals. I mean, you, you've seen my house. It backs up to a wood. So there's foxes, there's deer, right. there's bunnies, there's squirrels. So I can't necessarily plant it like right in the yard. But I have like a 
a sectioned off area of my desk where I have a hot tub and I thought I could make a box um, garden that goes on top of the hot tub since we're not using it. There's, right, right. I think it doesn't have water or anything. Right. And, you know, plan out there because I don't think animals could get to it. And Scott was like, I don't know, something about how it would cave in the hot tub and then my garden would be all over the place. And I don't know. And then I went to the grocery and, you know, and I'm reading about how all these farmers are having to like plow over their fields and just ruin all their crops because they can't there's no deliveries and there's no pickups and there's no places open that usually get that food. And yeah, they got contracts with uh, restaurants and there's no restaurants are all most of them. Are exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So they're having to like mow over all their lawn. And I was like, you know what? I think that I'm going to support farmers and not grow my own shit. That's what I think I'm going to do. I'm going to do my part for yeah, farmers. You can order those little boxes of vegetables at the, from the local farms. Mm-hmm. Um, you should definitely check into that. One of the reasons we didn't do it is just because, again, there's so many, there are vast distances where we are. And it's just like, well, that would be a little extra for our farmers, you know, and, and there are places where you can pick it up. So like you could, if, if you lived in or around Asheville, then you can go pick it up, but we're not going, we haven't been to Asheville no, you need to grow your own for 35 shit. days. I, I, yeah. yeah. You need to be sustainable. That's what we've been doing as a family, as a learning thing. Every afternoon we go out there. We already have our flower bed, like our, I'm sorry, our planting bed all figured out. I mean, it took us like a week and a half to do it. Yeah, yeah. We're looking to see what we're going to plant there. I mean, we have all kinds of, Hunter's been foraging like edible weeds, which I'm a huge believer in. So we're going to be having all of those things. And there's so much out in our yard that it's like, oh my God, this is amazing. You're like so, the Yule Gibbons of the new millennium. It might be edible, but is it delicious? Well, it depends on how you cook it and what you do with it and what you use it for. So we've been trying to figure dandelions? out. Dandelions? No, not candy. What? No. I said dandelions. Oh, dandelion. Yeah, you can do. I put dandelion greens in my smoothie all the time. But there's you can actually candy the, the, the dandelion flowers and then chickweed. Chickweed is huge. It's like it's got like so many incredible nutrients. So we're going to be adding chick- chickweed to like little things. You can make chickweed uh, pesto, and you can add that to like pastas and things like that. We were looking into um, what are those called? S- wood sorrels. Do you know what those are? Wood sorrels look like shamrocks. They totally look like a, those big shamrocks. Yeah. I have this. the The leaves look like hearts. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like they're actually really tart, and they're very acidic. When you eat them and then, um, but you can, they're called wood sorrels. And what you can do is you can make a lemonade out of it. So we're going to test it out and see what happens with this. But those are edible. Wow. They're, uh, How so they're, far are you like, from the hospital? It's like you all don't know. Like part of it is that we're so disconnected from the land. You're so disconnected from actually having this food around you that you know. And plus, I've been studying with Kate for years. So like stinging nettles and like what is the other one? Lamb's quarter. Those are all edible weeds. Those are weeds that go out into your like grow everywhere, and they are jam packed with nutrients that you can use in so many different forms. Look at you guys. Your owls are like so. Like even if I. <sighs> Look at you both are like rolling your eyes at like there's no way you Even, would survive anywhere. I don't know whether you you're gathering food or having a concert. Everything you said sounded like a band name. <laughs> Just give me those last couple ones. <laughs> Wood sorrels. Sticky <laughs> dinging nettles, that's true. And like that's a good followed one too. by Lamb's quarters. That's another one. And then wood sorrel. That's right. Um That's funny. Yeah. Chickweed. Well, chickweed sounds kind of. That's not a band. I saw chickweed open for Jimi Hendrix in '68. 
you know, um, even if I were in your particular situation, I would just grow basil, parsley, and oregano and make my own damn pesto. Like, I don't want to eat wood well, yeah. chip pesto. I mean, pesto we're going to have all of that. Tag. I, no, I know, but you can make it out of that. You can make it out of stinging nettles. Like, there's so many nutrients on those things. But anyway, we are going to plant. We'll see what happens. We've never really done it. And um, so you guys so, have both seen where I live. How far am I away from a grocery store? How far are you? I don't even know. It's not even a mile. Like, point one miles from a grocery, like from uh, a huge grocery store, like from Super G. So I, it's it's actually would be faster and more delicious for me to just go to the store. I mean, right? Farmers market, which not even a, a quarter mile from here, they have the yeah, most amazing too. produce. And why am I going to put tomato plants in when? I can go over there, and they're already growing them. Well, you're in Jersey. There's a farm stand like every half mile in New Jersey. Like he has access to the most amazing fruits and vegetables within walking distance anywhere you are in New Jersey. It's awesome. Can't swing a dead dandelion without hitting a fruit stand around here. That's right, or a tomato stand, or a corn stand. It's awesome, and all the food's yeah. amazing. So is this well, true? Anyway, but alas, can you eat a tiger lily? Because they're all over there in here. I don't know. I like. Oh, really? I don't even know what they look like. I'm going to have to look to see what they are. Hmm. Yeah, and exactly, Terry. I'm with you, Terry. See, she got me. She gets me. She gets me. Terry and Hyman, she says, yes, but there's something to be said about connecting with the earth right now. Yeah. Look at John and Jess's faces at this moment. People who are listening to us here after the live, you will see that there is a very large dissonance between... (laughs) Next time I'm just going to lay in the grass. That's enough. (laughs) You know, Terry Ann's correct. You know how much money people spend around here to kill dandelions on their lawn? They spend all kinds of money to go and put all this poison out on their grass. That's actually a shame. To kill those dandelions when they could be making a good soup. Oh, my God. You guys. I didn't tell you. Did you know that we found a snake? Oh my gosh, she's jumping. I know. Did you guys know we found a snake? So here, this was the funniest thing. So the girls and I were digging. You found a sink? A snake. Oh, a snake. Yes. Both of those would be weird. Oh, yeah. So we were like outside digging in the front because we have this lovely. I'm going to have to show pictures like in here of all of the different species that we have outside. I'll put it in the She Podcast Super Squad to show you like our gardening stuff. So it's all the way out there. We're digging, right? So we're setting up the soil. We're getting it ready. We're prepping it. We're taking it all the stuff out before we get like the the new soil on there. We're doing it. We're digging. We're digging. And we're like pushing it into a what do you call those things that you push and you wheelbarrow? Oh, yeah, we're we're putting it all in a wheelbarrow. And then um, all of a sudden, I, I, you know, dig in and I push it over into the wheelbarrow. And we see this, like, giant worm. And so both, oh. all three of us go look over to the thing and we go, oh, my God, that's such a huge worm. Oh, my God, that's a snake. <laughs> so all of us. So I guess it was a baby snake, but I'm kidding you. It was like, it was like. Around six six inches long, I guess, and super skinny. So it looked like a worm. It looked like a just like a worm, but it was not a worm. It was a snake. Good God in heaven! Yeah, you know it's so funny how different Jess and I versus Elsie do this. Uh, this this thing called this life. quarantine. This thing called yeah, life. Quarantine. That's right. I think it's this thing called life. I think that you are right, Jess. I agree with this versus just the quarantine aspect of it. Elsie's planting stuff. I'm setting an alarm to wake up at midnight so I can see if I can get a del- grocery delivery from ShopRite. 
These are the things that we go through. You know, it's hard to get a, it's hard to get groceries that day. You have to be tricky. The trick is, you wake up in the morning and then you choose next five hours, fast and flexible, right on Instacart, and then you should be able to get it that day. But you don't know when. I'm telling it's you, very annoying. If somebody was, you know, if if they had like a, a personal shopper, that that um, I would use them. Ran is my personal shopper. He's the only one that goes to the grocery store. He goes in and he like came home. He comes home. He he goes off for like two hours to the to get and he gets like a van full of food, and then he stands right outside the door and for another forty five minutes to an hour wipes down all the groceries, puts them out there, and then the girls and I just bring it in the house and pack it all in every two weeks. I haven't been wiping. That's the our thing. That's what we do. I can't That's take it. Is. No, it's so much easier to have somebody else do it for you, Jess. I don't have anyone do it for me. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That is what I love, that I have somebody go shop, somebody brings it, wipes it all down. All I have to do is just bring it in the house and put it away. So We don't even have to talk about groceries. I mean, we can start with the fact that Elsie is voluntarily trapped (laughs) on a mountain with no way of getting off. Yeah. That's just start. Let's just start there. That, that I can go anywhere I want and like people are there and they can help me in an emergency. And you are like Laura fucking Ingalls Wilder. (laughs) But I'm going to have my own. But without the benefit of the town. (laughs) Yes. That's right. There's no town. That's right. I have my own vegetables. At least they have like a piddly little town. Yeah. We do have a voluntarily. But alas, we've been trapped. talking about this now for how long? For half 25 hour. minutes so sorry. before we even get to any part of a podcasting anything. And we have so many show notes. So shall we move on? Let's go ahead and Jessica, do you want to go to straight to news or very quickly? I okay. found a foldable yeah, I found something online that I thought would be fun. I according to John, it is in no way, shape, or form soundproof. But it's basically a tent that will fit a desk and a chair. Um, yes. it's called working from home has never been easier with this office tent. And basically you lock yourself up in it and it's like a dark ominous cube in the corner of your house where yes. you can be on your computer. Now it's not soundproof, so you can hear everything that's happening outside of it, but at least no one will bother and interrupt you. So we're going to post a link to that. I know that it's not necessarily for podcasting, but you know, it just made me laugh because it is very hard to work without being interrupted. So. You I know. thought if I could zip myself into a sack, maybe that would do it, but probably not. And I said that Isaac would go through that tent like a uh, tornado oh, yeah. goes through a, a trailer park. That is Wouldn't what I said. That's, as soon as I saw that, I was like, Isaac's going to like come at it with a, and with a running, like he yeah. was just going to look running and oh. then just leap on it. I and... didn't say it was Isaac proof at right. all. Okay. I did not say you it was Isaac. Nothing, well, nothing is really Isaac proof. Let's what ended, what we ended up doing is that you would get that, you would set it up, and then he would take it over, and therefore you could just have him be in it, and then you could just go wherever it is. That Perfect. You're go. He has his own tent. He never That's, hangs out in there. You know hello. What? He s- hung out with me in that tent. Yes, he did. He had an Elsie <laughs> play date in his little tent. That was adorable. Uh, was Told so her cute. about all the things. Oh my God, it's so cute. It was so anyway, cute. all right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Link will be in the show notes, people. Yep. And Next. then, uh, are we in it? Let's go ahead and move to some news. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. All right. So I'm going to start with this because this is an initiative that. 
I was really behind. I kind of campaigned for this, for Libsyn. Mm -hmm. So there is a campaign happening right now that was started by Podchaser at the beginning of April. It's called Hashtag Reviews for the number four good. And the whole point of that is that Podchaser started this thing saying that they were going to be matching 25 cents for every review that they got um, on their platform. In Podchaser, and for every comment that was put on Podchaser, up to, I can't remember how much money, I think $5,000, like they were going to match it. Um, and then um, they asked, they sent an, you know, an email to, I'm sure, a few people, hey, would you like to participate on this kind of stuff? And mind you, they were only going to do it from April 1st to April 15th. But given the fact that we had just started this new life, right, we all were like struggling trying to figure out how things were working, um, this kind of took a backseat because there was like no way for us to even get together just at work and over at Lipson with enough time to do anything. But by the time everything settled, we're like, you know what? We should really follow up with this. This is a great initiative. It's really easy for us to participate. So what we're doing, what Lipson is doing now is that we're matching up to $1,500 for every Lipson, for every Lipson podcaster that leaves a review in Podchaser. So one of the reasons that we really thought this was great is because it's in Podchaser. So it's like cross-platform. Everybody can read the reviews. You can also share them on social media. So if somebody leaves a review, you can, you yourself can share it or the podcaster can share it online directly from there. And, it's so, and it looks so cool on social media. Um, and anytime that anybody reviews a show there, it would be awesome. So it's kind of like you're not only supporting your favorite podcasts, but you are also, as a podcaster, doing something that it's donating. Oh, and all the money goes to Meals Meals for Wheels. Is that what it's called? Meals for Wheels? Meals, meals on meal, Wheels. Meals, meals on, on Wheels. wheels. <laughs> wheels don't need an, a wheels Sorry. don't need a meal. It's lunch for motorcyclists yeah. and bikers. <laughs> meals for Wheels. I like that. Sorry. It's I forgot what it's for called. Sorry about that. It's awesome. But that's like, that literally is what we're doing. So if, if you have a podcast that you love and you want to go review it on, on the Podchaser platform, we will match uh, 25 cents for every review or comment that is left from a Libsyn podcaster to a, like a Libsyn show up to $1,500. If you were feeding prisoners, it'd be meals for steals. Oh my God. Meals for steals. No. Oh, my God. Anyway. Or for people in witness protection, it would be meals for squeals. Dude. Sorry. I'm done. Sorry. That, you need to terrible. stop now. It's reviews for terrible. good. Reviews for good. Hashtag reviews for good. Shout out to Podchaser for thinking this up. Thank you so yes. much. Captivate is also um, awesome. matching some matching some as well. So they partnered all the way through April 30th. So by the time this comes out, I believe I don't know how many days is it going to be left. You have like three or four days left before this comes out for you to leave reviews so that we can get some money to people who need food. And guess what? Right. You don't have to pay for it. How get about it that? How? Tell How me. about that? A way for you to help people eat without you having to do anything but be kind and leave a review to somebody. How's about that? Fantastic. So nice. So now, nice. speaking of not having to... Give money, but then do anything. No, no, not do not do anything. But okay, so this is the other way around. That one makes you do something, like you have to review, so that money happens. But you're, it's not your money. This initiative is called Podapalooza. 
and it's happening April 25th and 26th. And in this one, you do donate, but you don't have well, to do anything. Potapalooza is a two-day virtual podcast festival for the for the benefit of COVID-19 relief. And then I really love the way that they say to that. It's like, think Live Aid, but at home, in your sweatpants, listening to podcasts. <laughs> so you get a chance to purchase tickets. And I believe that all of the, the money, all net proceeds of the event will go to Give Directly, a nonprofit offering cash relief to vulnerable households in areas affected by COVID-19. And what do we mean by net proceeds? It says we're not making a penny off of Potapalooza. Legally, we're obligated to tell you that we will donate at least 85% of all donated funds to Give Directly. We intend to donate more. Our pledge is that everything you donate, minus payment processing costs, hosting and other direct costs associated with the event, will go to Give Directly. Your festival pass payment is not tax deductible. So they have a lineup. uh, And I believe it's going to be like a mixture of things. So there's going to be a portion that's going to be sort of, this is what I gleaned from reading the website, people. So you guys can go read it yourself. Maybe you gleaned something different. (laughs) But I think that there is some portions that are going to be live, like with a QA and a with some of the hosts and some of the podcasts, or maybe they're doing like a discussion and a listening party, like there's listening parties, there's a Q&A from, and a panel. And then there is a lineup, which is a podcast feed. And those have pre-recorded episodes contributed to by like a, a huge array of podcasters of like all kinds of things. And I think they have creative classes, it says, fest- Ooh, yeah, they have nice. eyes on the world um, nice. uh, festival, like the festival they have, they have them set up like the, fe- when it says festival stage, I believe that what's happening when they have that is that it has those shows clumped together on the feed. Like, so if you subscribe to the feed that you're possibly going to get access to, I think that they're being supported by, um, let me see. I don't know what. Oh, Glow. So Glow.fm, that's what it was. So Glow.fm is doing the back end um, admin to all this. And as you guys, I don't know if you guys know about Glow, but um, Jess, I'm sure you know about Glow. Do you want to explain a little bit about what Glow is and what they do? Glow.fm, they were... Um, I don't know them as well as you'd think. They're, um, they're like a patron. They, they're a network. They're a patron. They're a patron substitute i don't know anything about glow why did okay. you think i knew about glow i don't know because they were i think they might have been a sponsor and she podcast live but i may be no wrong. they weren't okay I well then remember. i saw them at podcast remember. movement so they you saw they the are, podcast movement yeah so they're a membership they're a membership platform it's very similar to himalaya it's right? very no because they're not a host they're not a, a network um okay. glow is they're what just they're just like patreon so they provide membership opportunities private RSS feeds, uh, and then they manage all of that transitional of money kind of thing. So when you click through and you go to glow.fm slash potapalooza, it has a page that's generated by Glow. And I assume that this is something that you can have as a podcast as well if you sign up for Glow. And you can buy 
either I think a thing, meaning you buy like that one thing, or you can have recurring payments in the same way that you do for you guys to do like the podcast, like the Super Squad. So instead of for of us managing it via Patreon, we would manage it via Glow. And it it has an extra layer of sort of like premium content in the back end. Um, so what I believe is going to happen is once you donate, right, whatever amount of money you want to donate, it says zero, 25, 50, or you can enter a custom amount, then you probably get your ticket and that ticket also will give you access to a private RSS feed that you can subscribe to in any of your devices. Right on. That's right on, cool. dude. I did not know about them, but it is cool. And they are not to be confused with the uh, glamorous ladies of wrestling. Yeah, no, not that one. <laughs> you are correct. Not those. Anyway, I've been talking a long time now. Jessica, please. I need help. Oh, I thought you enjoyed it. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm a podcaster. Hello. I don't know. I mean, I know, but you just seem to but. enjoy it so much. Okay. <laughs> Apple Podcasts surpasses one million podcasts, if you can believe it. Now more than 1 million valid podcasts are available in Apple Podcasts, according to the podcast industry statistics, independently measured by our friend Daniel J. Lewis and the My Podcast Reviews service. More than half of all podcast consumption happens in the Apple Podcast app, according to frequent reports from top podcast hosting providers. Apple Catalog also populates lots of other apps and directories through the Apple API. So there you're taking the software for Apple Podcasts and using it to do their own thing. In preparation to celebrate a million podcasts, Daniel sponsored a contest for anyone to predict the exact date of the milestone. Um, and three white men won it, of course. Charles <laughs> Mulamata, Chuck hey, Fields, I don't think and Stephen Phillips. Congratulations. <laughs> I wonder how many women entered that contest. Um, I don't know, dude. I looked at uh, they successfully <laughs> They successfully predicted April 17th. And actually, more podcasts have launched during the pandemic. You would think it would be fewer, but the time at home is encouraging people, I guess, to add in their two cents. So I know, that's crazy. So, it, dude, in a 30-day period, it went from 50,000 to 82,000 in a 30-day period. That's and listen to this. Only 46% have published in the last 90 days. Womp, womp. That's crazy. And, and only half of them have published in the last week. What? So that is a lot of junk, baby. A lot, that of, is junk. A lot of junk. A oh, lot of junk. So I have a question. Yeah. So since TV started, there has to be, I don't know, a million shows. Let's just go a million shows. Well, they've, they're not all still out there. Right. And it's going to be the same thing with podcasting. I mean, right. how many podcast? I've started and stopped five or six myself. You know, so I'm just saying that, I mean, okay, there's a million out there, but really, I think maybe soon we're going to have to start talking about how many active podcasts are out there. Yeah. And then then what about like Serial that just did, right. that's also an active podcast, but it's just not producing content. So it's it's weird how they're going to have to start to say, this is an active podcast, it's not producing new content, these have are not doing anything anymore, and then here's, a show, here's the amount of shows that are putting out content every week or every month or, or, or on, a right. on their regular basis because it's not going to mean there's anything a difference anymore. Between, yeah, there's a difference between like Serial, right, and all of these other shows like Dying for Sex yes. that finished. There's a finish line. But that doesn't mean that we now need to remove them because they have value. And they're also valuable in terms of advertising dollars. 
because you can continue to sell these properties because there's new listeners coming to them all the time and it still has value. So those are very valuable properties. Then there's other shows that started, you know, and they just gave up or they, they were to test. People do that all the time. I'll just do this for a test. You put them in there, I know, and then they go away. Or you start podcasting and then you decide you're going to break up with podcasting. You want you don't want anything to do with it. And they just are there. And they have no kind of value to them in some way sometimes. Right. They could go away tomorrow and nobody would care. I've said for a long right. time we got to find a way to get rid of them. Like I think Carrie has it brings up Carrie Caulfield Eric over there. She she mentioned um, that we do need to differentiate between pod fading and the actual life of a show because it that's true. It's like there are some shows that pod fade where it just it's a natural way of letting go of something, and then there's some that have that you want them in Apple Podcasts. That's still your baby. That's still something you're going to be promoting. And, and and again, it has value and it continues to go. And then there's the ones that are like ours that keep going and going and, and going. going and going. <laughs> Come on. We're awesome, though. Is that bad? Yeah. What's yeah. so bad about having it? Don't make me feel guilty for having a, a show that never ends. This is the show well, that no. and never then so, ends. No, but Carrie also mentions that, you know, the idea that podcasts should continue indefinitely is kind of silly because think about it. I mean, it's like I, I often thought about, um, I think it, Oh, I remember there was a show idea. It was a blog idea that I had. And it was when I got pregnant with May. I was 38. I was 38 when I got pregnant with May. I was uninsured when I got pregnant with May. And so I was going to start a blog that was me chronicling my, me navigating being pregnant, being without insurance and high risk because they call you high risk because you're 38. Because oh, I was 38. 38. Yeah, Anytime you that you're at any point, like age is such, a, is like the factor for you being high risk. Even though I was in like the best shape of my life at that moment, it didn't matter that I'm like a healthy human being that has, didn't have any vices other than coffee. Anyway, I wanted to chronicle that because I thought that was a really valuable, I think, helpful thing for people who are also going through that, how I navigated through that. But then in the process of it, obviously, I started to blog. I actually had like three blog posts set up and I was going to do a podcast about it. And then I just lost interest because it's like it's not my thing. Like, I don't I don't feel passionate about that. I don't want to keep talking about it. Like, I want to keep talking about podcasts yeah. all day, every day. You're done. You're done. I got yeah. done talking about entrepreneurship and I was just done. Right. See, you it know? comes that way. Why do you want to do it? And like even with the yoga stuff, like Elsie's yoga class, I think is – there's a lot of people that still thank me for that class um, and and are, I think are doing my classes with the horrible audio. But sure they are. And then sometimes I go, oh, maybe I should. And then I go, you know, that's just not me anymore. It's just not me. Like, it's not what I want to do. Right. So why not? Damn. 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 Anyway, thanks for that uh, tangent there. But that was a good tangent. Yay. Hey, no problem. Yay, okay. Yay for us. Moving right Moving along. Moving on. Okay. Cutthroat Inc. podcast is the weird and wild show of the week. Oh, I guess we should give John a chance to do his job. This is going to be the weird and wild show of the week. Weird and wild. Weird and wild. Weird and wild show of the week. Yay. She sounds so young there, doesn't she? I know, we'll have that forever. Baby. Okay. California man murdered by business partner who hatched an elaborate plan to cover it up. After Christopher Smith abruptly vanished from Southern California, 
email messages supposedly from him continued to land in the inboxes of friends and family for months afterwards, assuring them he was safe and traveling the world. Initially, it was believable, but eventually the emails became stranger and stranger. And then authorities uncovered the sinister truth that Smith's business <laughs> partner, Edward Shin, murdered him and then hatched an elaborate plan, including the fake emails, to cover it up. That oh evil bastard. That was so, so crazy. So... so so, yeah, this is a multi-part podcast. It tells the tale of how authorities carefully connected the dots, which landed his partner, Edward Shin, in jail for life. Indeed. ABC, ABC News Chief National Correspondent Matt Gutman sat down for an extensive jailhouse interview with Shin, <laughs> who opened up about killing Smith, that sinister <laughs> tale, as well as talked about his shady past, why he's Ooh. remained silent. About the location of Smith's body to this day. It I is know, still it's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So now that Jessica... Burning done question a- authorities are trying to answer. Okay, Elsie. Oh Jesus, no, but this is just so tape, good. Just put tape over my mouth when you're ready. No. Just go like this. <laughs> this is good. I love that you did it like that because that's exactly what I wanted. Because oh, we good. get the story. We got the story. Well, I And that's amazing. You. Yes. Like, we got the story. But see, now I'm going to give you the podcast strategy and why and some things that are worked for this okay. and why listen to it and how it all played out okay number one i guess there was a abc you know that 20 at 2020 in january they released this as a 2020 documentary thingy like it was like you know two hours special on this story right i did not see that because i don't have tv i just found out about it because of this article but I had found out about the show because it was a feed drop, Jessica, what? on another episode that uh, for another show that I was listening to. So feed drops work <laughs> because <laughs> I heard the show in my other feed and I went ahead and I looked for Cutthroat and I was like, you know, I'm going to listen to just a couple episodes to see if I like it. And I got sucked in. I got, I totally got sucked in. It's not like I obviously the story to me was very interesting. Like I was like, how does this even happen? And it was like, it gets really super intricate. I haven't finished it yet because the the podcast is much longer than the two hour special, which I did watch. But it gives so much more information because this dude, he literally pretended to be this guy. Yeah, for like ever. And his parent like, I, there were so Could've many got things. Away that with I was the just two. like, what? Oh my if god! It weren't for those pesky kids, he could have got away with it too. If it weren't for those, if pesky it wasn't for kids. those pesky kids, I, I don't mean, even know how they—I forgot how they found him. But anyway, well, yeah, go ahead. He says because the emails got stranger, so like clearly he was snapping or something. Like he couldn't keep it up, or I mean, he had it in the bag for yeah. months, and right. then what? He got weird. He got weird yeah, he on couldn't- them. He well, yeah. He started to do some stuff like he. They were supposed to meet up like in in February in Costa Rica, and then he canceled at the last minute. And I, they had par- their parents hadn't seen him for like six months or something. And it was, yeah. I mean, bizarre. I mean, it was bizarre. And then, but it what was really sad that I didn't know because I haven't finished the podcast is that he refuses to divulge where the body is, and it's like. Yeah, how could you do that? How could you do that? He's in jail now. He's been. He admitted and he that still he killed won't tell. him. Nope. He still won't tell. He still won't tell. Why? It's crazy. It's crazy. Why? Anyway, I'm telling you this because, okay, so there's another bit of a podcast strategy around this. ABC did a great job 
of parlaying a 2020 special into creating this podcast. So they they are totally cross-promoting with one another. It's like uh, somebody who doesn't watch TV like me now went and watched 2020 because they had it, right? And I wanted to know more. And then there's people who are, and then they actually took that content and made it into a podcast so that it invites people who haven't listened to a podcast before. If they're riveted by the story, there's so much more. And they did all of this cross-promotion inside it. They said, you know, there's a podcast, go listen to it. It's, you know, we got more behind the scenes and they have interviews with all these people. Oh, and John, as something in terms of audio, the only really awesome audio in this podcast is the host. Everybody else is on the phone, dude. Everybody else is a phone call. So you get the good audio from the host and everything else is a phone call. So I sit there and I go like, why are people getting so overwhelmed by trying to have pristine audio? I'd rather have phone call quality steady throughout really good from the host, and then there's no droppage. Right. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And yeah, that works because at least the host, it, when it sounds like everybody's on the phone is when I, I the hairs on the back of my neck go up. Right, right. No, he, the, the host has a story. I mean, it's all really well done in terms of production, but the audio that they have is phone calls with people. Right. They don't all have them with headsets and good mics. Listen, so. I know a couple guys in Jersey. You give me that guy in a, about an hour in his cell and – We'll figure out where that body's at. <laughs> think about it. All an right, hour. John. You Let's go take care of that. it, man. You guys go get a cup of coffee. We'll figure out where that body's at. <laughs> You're like yeah. gonna be like Chicago PD. Like yes. that dude well, that he's goes not to already. The... I just need a phone <laughs> book. Right. An old phone book. And my two buddies. We'll figure out where that body's at. <laughs> and my two buddies. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. So um an old are phone we book. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Is that for it? So we're, we're moving into some tooltips. And I think, ooh, Jessica has a tooltip this time. Who, me? Yeah, you. Elsie's <laughs> tooltip. Uh, I guess Elsie's referring to the fact that I am recording my audio with Adobe Audition. That is correct. I, I'm not sure how that's my tooltip, though, because oh. I don't know what the hell I'm doing in there. That's kind of John's oh. tooltip. But yeah, I stopped <laughs> recording in. This is the first time that I'm recording in Audition instead of QuickTime. And why are we doing that, John? Because – Well, it's uh, – this is our first time. And I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it – we're going to bring you along slow and we're going to make it where we can put some effects on your tracks. Like you are very – your mic technique is uh, eclectic. Sometimes you're away. Sometimes you're up on it. <laughs> So what I want to do is put a compressor, <laughs> some compression on your track. We have That's to so keep polite. that. That is so great. I, we so need to put polite. that somewhere in a t-shirt or something or in our marketing because that's fantastic. Anyway, I continue, know exactly John. where to put it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll fit, but you can try. So then the other thing is that Elsie has been calling me saying, John, the audio, the the sound effects are too low. Or, or Jess sounds like she hasn't recorded with on the right mic. And I'm like, okay, so so what I'm doing right now is I'm using the Rodecaster Pro recording as a backup. And I went back to recording my audio, the sound effects and everything in Adobe Audition because I can control it a little bit better. I don't know what what's going on. But here's the other thing that I noticed today as I was doing this. Everything on the Roadcaster Pro, if you're recording it, is pre-fader. So I can turn my mic down, cough, and it'll show up in the recording. 
if you're listening to the whole recording, that's fine. But if you think you've turned it down and then had a coughing fit or turned it down and yelled at your kid and don't go back and check it, it'll be in the recording. Oh. So that's a little worrisome. Mm. So this way and – and again, here's the other thing. Uh, on In the Adobe Audition, I have my track where there's no effects. But on another track, what I did was I added – because this is what I want to do with Jess. I added some compression and a voice leveler. And uh, a hard limiter, and I want to see it's what a it's... hard limiter. <laughs> it sounds like. Well, it gets to a certain point, and it kind of cuts dirty. you, so you, you can't dirty. Right, it's dirty. So dirty. you know, I have that on one track to see what that sounds like, and I think that's what I want to do with Jessica as we go forward. And and like I said, baby steps. Don't. The worst thing to do is like say, okay, I'm going to try all these things, and then record a podcast. And when you get the audio back, it's garbage. So. <laughs> What I'm doing is I'm testing. I have my track on the Roadcaster Pro, my track in Audio Edition, my track in Audio Edition with effects on the track, so that I Should can go I back. Should I have and, recorded it also in QuickTime this time, just to be double safe, or no? Like I said, I have you probably, but I, you know, here's the thing about your computer. To be honest with you, sometimes it just gives up in the middle of the show. It just says, "Yeah." I've had enough, and it, it shuts off. So I don't want to give it too, too much to do. Yeah. Anyhow. I don't know why that happens, but it is frustrating. It might heat oh. up. You might have to get one of those things that you can – Bonnie says, again, I still don't understand. I, I, that's right, because, you know, sometimes <laughs> you got to take baby steps, and and you'll learn as, as you oh take baby steps. Well, Because Bonnie right now, she has a Roadcaster Pro, and she wants to start recording interviews over the phone. And I sent her a, a YouTube video from Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative that shows how to set up the Bluetooth in the phone. Step by step, real easy to do. So, and that's, you know, so that she can start recording uh, interviews. And I think that would work. And here's the other thing. You could even use FaceTime and that would sound better than the phone. And that will record through the phone into the Roadcaster Pro. So there you go. Very Mazzy. easy to do. <laughs> She's angry. I don't know if you hear. Sorry. Well, we heard. Me? We, okay, okay, I had to turn away because I, I focus in on what you're doing. So I had to turn away and look at something else so I can continue to talk. <laughs> really? I can't multitask. It's hard to insult me directly to my face. Is that why? That's easy. No. That comes that comes very <laughs> easy to me. She got it would only mad. be an insult if I, if I cared, but I don't. Yeah. She was mad because I made her do four pages of her workbook instead of two. Oh. And I look at oh, that and I'm like. Oh, you're talking about your daughter. I thought you were yeah. talking about me. No, I was talking about May May. I thought you were right. saying I was mad. I'm like, I'm not mad. No, no, no. May May. May May was pissed. But anyway, thank you, John. Jenny says that uh, would FaceTime sound better than a phone? Yes. If you can record yes. it, yes. It, it can. Sounds- it, but, the, but again, there, um, Jenny, actually, FaceTime, what, and not even FaceTime, what is it? FaceTime audio? Is that what it's called? FaceTime audio, right? Well, FaceTime audio, or yeah. let's say if you have a um, sounds better the, the phone I have, an Android. Thank you, John. Mm-hmm. An Android, they have Google Google Duo, which is the same thing as FaceTime. Now I have some more. I'm pulling up here. To, to, don't beat the horn. I'm recording. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Marker goes in. What? Uh, <laughs> who, who's pull- beeping? The Jimmy, the Jimmy pulls right up to the window and he's ready to blow the horn. I had to give him the one finger salute. So even in a quarantine, you can't get rid of the Jimmy? Is I that cannot. what you're saying? And do I have to leave this Damn. in now? I might have to leave this in now. Uh, anyhow. So you might have to. Through Duo, 
you can bring in the audio, which is like FaceTime, and it's better than uh, using phone audio. Phone audio right. is at like 8,000 hertz, and right. then um, Zoom is like 1,600 or 32,000 hertz, and then what we really record in is 44,100 hertz, or the Rodecaster Pro records in 48,000 hertz, and the, the more hertz, the better the quality, the less hollow it sounds. It really does hurt. <laughs> hurts. <laughs> No, but, you know, and I, I think Carrie made a it point. Hurts me. <laughs> Carrie made a point earlier where she said that her trick for bad audio is to make it sound like a phone call because sometimes it actually, that is better because sometimes the f- bad audio quality is infinitely, I feel, worse than just steady phone quality because steady phone quality is the same throughout the entire time. Now, when it comes to doing it via FaceTime, um, to answer your question to um, Jenny, is that that usually goes on via like cellular, but it's still data transfer and it's still using the, the data feature, like when you're streaming something. And if you have the kind of bandwidth that I have, if I'm going to be using FaceTime, might as well use Skype or Zoom or anything else that's VoIP related. But if I'm using a phone, that is a totally different band. Is that am I correct here, guys? Because I don't yeah. think I've had the phone drop out of me. Like just the other day, I had a, a client meeting, and I could, we could not connect. My internet was shot. It was zero. So what I did is I did my call. I had I called her on the phone. I had my Rodecaster Pro, and we did the entire thing with her on the phone. I recorded the entire thing with me on a regular phone here on my, meaning my my computer, uh, not computer, sorry, my microphone. And then she was on the phone. I recorded our call, and then I sent it to her. So it was, it, she still had it, but I didn't have the problem of, oh, we can't connect. We need to reschedule it on another day i don't know my internet sucks like i was like screw that i had everything and then she got all everything later when my internet came back you know elsie you really should do a show of it should be a youtube show video (laughs) and it would be dealing with problems hillbilly recording how to record (laughs) as a hillbilly okay hillbilly podcasting recording oh my god yes because you're in the hills of North Carolina with no internet trying to learn how to podcast. Just went away, dude. It just I went know. away. I hear you. Just went away. All right. Damn. Gosh darn it. But I'm going to share. All right. So one little last little bit here. We have one last tip. Um, this I just found out about this. John, maybe I'm going to give – I'm tasking you to test it out. Okay. You so know how I love to test things. So this is a voice recorder that is a browser-based voice recorder, Uh not VoIP. So we're not talking two people. We're talking one person. And I think that this is a solution for some folks that maybe don't want to even deal with um, audacity, or maybe they just need to, or maybe they're working with like, let's say an editor um, that is going to be doing their post-production, but they don't want to have any, you know, they don't want to deal with any other uh, recording anything on their computer. They don't want to learn GarageBand. They don't want to deal with QuickTime. They can add this. This is from uh, Res- Resonate Recordings, who did come to She Podcast Live, and I adore them. They have some of the best resources online. They have some of the killer educational resources. Everybody needs to subscribe to their blog because they have amazing stuff out there. 
And they have this tool, which now kind of records you as a solo producer, if you will, um, doing a solo show on your browser. It's a voice recorder. So I'm really excited about this. But is it only for Apple? I don't think so. I think that this is a browser, like it's just browser based. I don't see, that's why I liked it because I thought, oh, it's for, you know. So I was really excited about this because one of the things uh, I record uh, and produce the I Shake My Head podcast with Lisa and Sam. And Samantha went out and bought a Chromebook. Mm -hmm. And there are web browser recorders. But the problem is, like, say we were recording here. So she would go to start the recording in one tab and then come here. As soon as she goes away from the tab, the recording stops. Mm, very interesting. Right. All right. So you need I to check, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I want to check this- that out definitely because if that's the case, that will solve so many problems. Right. She's got like, I mean, in, in this, they, and again, like I said, the resonaterecordings.com website is a wealth of resources for podcasters there. They do offer services for you to, you know, have editing done and recording done. And I have a feeling that the reason, and they mention it on the blog post, that the reason that they've had this tool for a while, but it's been for their clients, for like their premium clients. But given the fact that so many people are needing to record, Remotely now, they have released this tool for everybody. And I have a feeling what ended up happening is that they were getting the clients, but they were getting those people that I was talking about that are like, I don't want to learn this or I don't understand whatever, insert DAW, right? Whatever that might be. And they just could not do it. And so this was their recording where it was just like, here, click on this link, press record. Make sure that your microphone is on. Yeah, it's really frustrating end. when someone's talking and you say, oh, all you do is dip, 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 and it's done. And you're like, what? What just happened? I don't understand any of that. And I get it. It's very, very frustrating. I get it with people that do websites. They're like, oh, yeah, you just uh, short coat this and blah, 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 and da, 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 da. You know who's the king of that? Uh, first of all, non-technical people are the king and queen of that. But Chris Kremitzos specifically is the best of being like, ah, we'll figure it out. It's no big deal. I'm like, right, but it doesn't go to your email and then it doesn't send them an email and then you can't sign them up and then the tickets don't cut. That's cool. It'll take five minutes. I'm like, how do you know it'll take five minutes? You barely check your email, brother. You don't know. I hate when people do that. Oh, it's just hop, skip and a jump. Like maybe for somebody who's not doing it, it's a perfect hop, skip and a jump. I'm a tech person. So you just got... The PMS is coming out strong now, damn it. Oh, my God. Look at Chris John, you're, you're gonna have- catching some shrapnel. I love Chris Kermitzos, but he is the king of, we'll figure it out. It's five minutes. <laughs> it's like, really? I'll punch you. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, my God. Look wow. at Carrie's yeah. sharing something for us. She what says that, did you know, did you, y'all know that Windows has a built-in voice recorder that's like QuickTime? I didn't know that. I didn't nope. know that. Well, because we don't have... Because we are biased. Yeah, we're awesome. Apple. We're super biased. So how about that? Yeah. I, how about the only problem that? is it don't – yeah. It, again, the Chromebook is the problem. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a great little computer for somebody that doesn't need a lot of things, but I don't know if it's podcast compatible. Hmm. That's the problem. Mm. So, but I'm so I'm really excited to try this and see if it works. Yeah, it seems like it works on Chrome, but I don't know if whatever happens on the Chromebook, right? You don't know if that's no, going to work. I don't know so. because yeah, on here yeah. I can go from one tab. No, you know what? I can't even do it. I, that's right. I can't even do it on my Chrome. So when I go away on this computer, it stops recording. It huh. just stops. So yeah, I got to figure that's out. Crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. But these are the things. And again. 
Just think about everything that has happened during this quarantine, how we take and invent things. Like right now, they, they brought this out to make it easier. And also, I was reading about that is it does a double ender. In other words, that – what is it? It's a web-based recorder. It also records the other side. So it will – it says it will record a double ender. Now, I don't know, hmm. but I want to test it. I'm excited about That's testing interesting. it. interesting. Yeah, that would be really cool to just kind of check it out for that. Yeah, it would. But – Mm-hmm. Oh, Welski. I think that we're finished covering all the things, guys. Ta-da. I believe that we OMG. actually talked podcasting after not talking podcasting for a while. That's weird. That's unlike us. Isn't that what I know we it's do? so unlike us. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> unusual. Mm. That's really strange. Okay, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at She Podcast. And in fact, we have some new things that we've added to the Pitch Yourself Tuesday and Windbag Wednesday. Thrilling Thursday, you can now in the group share your most recent podcast launch. If you have a new show and you want to share first couple episodes, please feel free to do that on Thursday. And Friday, Fearless Fearsome Friday on our page, our Facebook page, we're allowing people to offer any COVID-19 or coronavirus or quarantine or work from home assets and things that they've written or produced or created. You can share that on our Facebook page on Fridays. So bookmark that into your calendars. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I am going to say something. I was just going to say, stay safe and wash your hands, but I already want to kill myself from saying it. So I'm not going to say that. (laughs) Stay safe and wash your hands in these uncertain times. Um, Don't pick your nose. Hmm. That's all I'll say. Just all right. hang in yes. there, man. If you have PMS like I do, just let's just try and work through it, I guess, right? Thank you guys so much for listening. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>